Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week's episode, we're going to speak with Carrie Kelly. She's the executive director for the Arizona Association of Economic Development. It's a statewide organization advocating for responsible economic development since 1974. They were recently in Tucson at a convention and took a tour of downtown. We're going to get all of the details here in just a few minutes. Today is June 5th, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to U-Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. You can also listen on TuneIn and all kinds of all kinds of ways to find us and our great shows here on Downtown Radio. And if you want to get us on the uh, the show itself, have some input for us, you can email us, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. That same URL has all of our past episodes. We're, we're just about any place you're going to find uh, podcasts. And, of course, we love the social media with Instagram and Facebook. Hit us up, share, and tell us what you'd like us to be talking about. Well, this uh, this June is uh, happening pretty fast here. Just, just sort of the first half of the year just sort of disappeared. We're into the summer months. And if you're looking for something to do that's kind of indoorsy and, and, uh, and cool, uh, both, uh, you know, cool and crazy and also cool in temperature, uh, you might want to check out the Tucson Museum of Art. They've got uh, their second Sundays uh, S-U-N-D-A-Z-E, Sunday is pretty cute, uh, where they offer free admission from 2 to 5 p.m. at on every second Sunday in the month. So the next one's coming up a week from today on the 13th. You can head over to the uh, Presidio block there in the Tucson Museum of Art from 2 to 5 and uh, make it a day in the air conditioning and check out some cool art. Uh, if you like the heat, then maybe uh, stop next door at the uh, go down the block a little bit there and stop at the uh, Presidio Museum and pick up a copy of the Turquoise Trail Map and take a little bit of an adventure on the outdoors as well. Well, our guest today is a, uh, a statewide representative. We have a lot of local focus, but today we're reaching out to Carrie Kelly. She's the executive director for the Arizona Association of Economic Development. Uh, we met through the conference they were doing here in Tucson back in April wanted to get her on the show to get a little bit of perspective from a just in general economic development picture and also what her conference thought of downtown Tucson because they took a tour. How are we doing in Tucson and the urban core as far as economic development? So I sat down with her, recorded the interview about a week and a half ago, and this is Carrie Kelly from the Arizona Association of Economic Development. So we've got with us today Carrie Kelly. She's the executive director of an organization, the Arizona Association for Economic Development. So Carrie, first of all, that's a lot of big words. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, what the association does? Well, usually the first question I get is, what is economic development? <laughs> what is it that you do for a living? Um, and it's, it's so... Um, 
hard sometimes to put into words because it it involves so many different things. Um, but the organization, um, AED, as we like to refer to it, that much shorter name, um, has been around for almost 50 years now. Um, it was started by um, local business members who are still, a lot of them in our community and, uh, and are members of our organization still. And it started out as really being the um, business attraction arm for Arizona. So they saw a big need to, to entice businesses to come and locate in Arizona and worked with the communities to um, plant a lot of the companies that we have today. Um, Intel is the big one that they always like to talk about uh, when they get together. Um, they were one of the first to, to bring Intel in and um, plant them here. And then, of course, in the last year, we've seen the explosion of Intel and how important they are as a company to Arizona and, um, and to the entire region, really. Um, so that was really the, the first purpose of it. Um, and then as sort of economic development has gotten more sophisticated and more players involved, we've really become the association where everybody plays nice. Uh, so we've got the Arizona Commerce Authority, and they do um, a lot of business attraction work, um, work with our workforce partners, um, a lot of that type of work for the entire state. And then um, we also have GPAC. We've got Sun Corridor down there, um, Yuma. We've got a lot of great regional economic development organizations that are working in their specific regions uh, to bring people together. Um, but as well, to bring businesses there and also to um, harness businesses that are there to do expansion and retention efforts. Um, as a We've sort of grown as a community. Economic development has also grown, so we're encompassing a lot more things than we used to. Um, you know, workforce development was never really a part of our conversation, and now it's an important part of what we do and the conversation that we have. Um, and also, um, like housing um, as well, is something that's been brought into the conversation. So, you know, economic development is really changing, and we have a lot of great partners in all of our communities. Um, but, like, you know, um, you know, Tucson is often competing with uh, Phoenix or uh, Sarita, like he competing with Oro Valley um, or something like that. Um, so our organization is really the place that everybody comes together. We give information. We allow people to collaborate. Um, it's it's that place where everybody plays nice. And that's kind of a nice place to be, <laughs> is what I think. Yeah. And we have three major pillars, and that's advocate, ed or educate, advocate, and collaborate. And we've really worked over the last two years to build up that advocacy part of what we do. Um, and that's been a fun journey for me. I came from a public policy and economic development background. So building that up to get good, um, great economic development policy for the state has been really important for, for us and moving us forward. And it's landed a lot of really big deals in the last two years. Um, a lot of the semiconductors um, came on when we sort of passed legislation that, that provided them um, types of incentives. Uh, to locate here. Um, so it's a great organization and a lot of really, really great people that are members of the organization. And I noticed on your website, it uses the phrase an advocate for responsible economic development. What can you yes. tell me about responsible? What, what does that mean? So it really is responding to the needs of the community. Um, because so much of what we do in economic development is 
uh, harnessing these conversations with the community. Where do you want businesses to locate? Where do you want your planning and zoning to be? Um, you know, where do you want housing to be located? All of these kinds of conversations make for a better quality of life, um, a better community. And that's really what we're talking about when, when we talk about responsible. Um, and we also then want to be really responsible to um, the natural resources that we have, creating sustainable, um, lasting growth um, or not growth if communities don't want that. But, um, you know, some kind of progress towards a better quality of life for the community members. And, I, and so I'm looking at this and with those pillars of educate, advocate and collaborate, it seems like this this education is not just for economic drivers, it's for elected officials or members of the community or nonprofits, helping people understand maybe what that sense of responsibility is. Now, absolutely. We run a lot of, um, we do have an AZED Pro, so that's an economic development certification that we run. Um, people who are economic developers go through that program, people that are elected officials. And then we also just have students or um, people, uh, community members that want to go through that. Um, we have sort of a partner organization in the national and international level, the um, International Economic Development Council, and we run a basic economic development course with them. Um, so once a year in January, we all get together for for um, a few days and do a really sort of blown up intense economic development training. And that's really open to everybody as well. Um, I think probably the, the most important thing that we do is like not only educate our economic developers, but that educate everybody about what economic development is. And it really, I mean, honestly, it looks different in every community and sort of understanding that and understanding the important parts of economic development in your community and how, where you want to place resources and efforts towards a better quality of life um, is, is the most important thing. And how long have you been with the organization then? So I started in April of 2020, oh, <laughs> if you can what a, imagine. What a great time to get yeah. into economic development in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, so I came from working at downtown Santa Barbara um, and a, a wonderful community there. Um, and we had friends that, that were in the uh, Tucson area. So we moved back um, in, in April of 2020 to be closer to them. Um, and it was a really interesting time because they were talking about closing borders and all this kind of stuff. And so we just really packed up quickly and moved on. Um, but this was such a, a cool opportunity for me because I have a, an economic development background from a, a rural community in Indiana and then Santa Barbara. Um, but I also did a lot of nonprofit consulting and especially strategic planning and economic development planning. Um, so this, is sort of the best combination of all of my previous experience into one job. And it was almost better to start at the pandemic because we were able to, everybody was ready to like throw everything up and just start fresh. Um, so we, you know, did our first strategic plan. We sort of like reinventing events and what we were doing and how do we better engage and how do we get different members and new members and retain our old ones. Like, like everything was on the table. Um, so it was such a cool time. And just being able to meet everybody virtually um, and get around the state in a lot less time it would have taken if I was on the road driving and meeting people in person. Well, you talk so about, really well. You're talking about the perfect combination of things. And I'm looking at, you know, your bio. And, of course, it's a master's of public administration. However, you also have a BA in art history. So there is yes. there, there is hope out there because I think a lot of people sometimes wonder, what do you do with art history? And you're like, well, what, do you, what else? You get into economic development. 
<laughs> Boy, I hope that's the path for everybody. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, you know, it's, I think in rural communities, it's a muscle that you get to flex a lot. Um, there's a lot of understanding that tourism, especially in Arizona, like tourism, um, public art, um, arts administration, small communities, like it goes hand in hand. And I know, I mean, you guys in Tucson have got it made too with all of the arts um, opportunities that you have down there. So I mean, you think you guys have a, a great understanding of how that plays into economic development. And just recently, I've been working with the um, Arizona Citizens for the Arts uh, to do the reauthorization of the Arts Commission. Um, it's, it's sort of a personal quest, very important for me. Um, it is the fourth largest industry in Arizona. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that, and it brings in like billions of dollars to the state. So, you know, anything that we can, more effort and money that we can put towards the arts in Arizona, like we're just going to get back tenfold. Be right back to the second half of our interview with Carrie Kelly and talk uh, about her impressions of Tucson and how we're doing things in uh, in our area of the state. But I first want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. back. We're uh, in the middle of our interview with Carrie Kelly, the Executive Director for the Arizona Association of Economic Development. We met as she was um, preparing for their big state conference, which was held here in Tucson. And as part of that, they took a tour along the streetcar, had some uh, updates from our developers. I got to present a little bit from the history of uh, this show and some of the stories we were able to put together and share. So in this part of the interview, we're going to find out what she thought of Tucson and, and how we are doing in Arizona as far as economic development. Well, let's talk a little bit about Tucson because you know this show specifically you know, has a footprint of University of Arizona to A Mountain, which is pretty much our, our urban core. And you know, you and I met, in, well, electronically met through the conference you had recently, and and many of your members took a, a tour of of that area. Did you did you? get any feedback on, on how Tucson is doing? I think everybody absolutely loved the tour. I think it was probably people's favorite uh, part of the conference that we just had. Um, so every spring we have an economic development conference. Um, we have one in the fall as well. It's usually geared more towards like practitioners and elected officials. Um, the spring one is really for like everybody who loves economic development to come and, and talk and learn and grow. Um, so we did do a, a mobile tour um, of downtown Tucson during that event. And we went everywhere from, you know, your, your, your bar places, your, um, your, your businesses. Um, just looking at the, I think the, the streetcar, like just examining everything in Tucson and everybody just loved it. 
and it's so beneficial to have those conferences in in the communities because I think a lot of people stayed uh, the weekend and, and then we're back down to visit as well. And the great thing is next um, April in 2023, we will be back in Tucson. Um, so we're excited to, to come back down there and explore the city even more. Oh, fantastic. And I was uh... Uh, and a little shout out here locally, um, our director of economic initiatives with the city, Barbara Coffey, um, she's, you know, within the last few years in, into the Tucson area, but she's getting a lot of recognition. She won your, uh, one of the uh, Devel- Economic Developer of the Year awards that you put out. She did. And um, on her staff, Amanda Bruno, um, project manager, won the uh, member of the year as well. Wow. And I know Amanda, she's, uh, I don't know if she's been on our show, but she's done a lot of work in the downtown area um, and, and really helping to collaborate with a lot of the businesses. So we'll, we'll get her on the show down the road. And like they, Tucson has such a talented economic development staff. And I think um, I've known Barbara for a number of years, even before I came to this position. Um, and I, I knew her when she was up in Las Vegas in Henderson. Um, and like, she's just a, like a, a force to be reckoned with in such a good way. And I think like what she's done and what she's brought on uh, to the community has been so beneficial and all the work she's done in the downtown and connecting the dots and especially through COVID, um, the, the city has stepped up in amazing ways and there's a lot to be proud of there. Yeah. And I, and I didn't know this until I was researching for the show, but she also uh, was named as one of the, the top 50 economic developers across the country by, a, by a, a, an organization. Yeah, Consult and Connect. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, her and um, Kelly Patton were were the top 50 this year uh, with APS. So we were well represented. It was it was an amazing honor. Well, we, we have a, a lot of um, conversations in Tucson, and I would imagine it's the same, maybe different conversations, but there's still this, this tug of war between developing too much and making things unaffordable, but not developing enough. And, uh, you know, you've got blight. I mean, how... Where's the magic bullet in that? Do you, have you figured that out yet? Have you written that book? <laughs> soon, soon to be published. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, we, I came from working in downtown Santa Barbara and we experienced a lot of the same things. I think we had sort of heightened homelessness at that point um, that affected the downtown and a lot of our vacancy rates. Um, there were a lot of talks of doing like vacancy taxes, um, redevelopment areas things like that. And and I would say California has a lot more tools in their toolbox than Arizona has in, in terms of uh, redevelopment areas, um, TIF districts, like things like that. Um, so we really sort of have to be looking at like policy issues um, or uh, sort of like eminent domains or like things like that that might like give the city access to get those properties back and then to redo, do re- redevelopment. Um, so I, gosh, I wish there was. <laughs> and and I think that, you know, we just did a um, state of Arizona economic development survey. And one of the, the main things that, especially our private side, um, developers and construction work, uh, construction industry people um, were really concerned about was the sort of the, the nimbyism, but also sort of like the anti-development, you know, because house prices are rising. And then what does, you know, bringing in industry do to rising house prices? And, you know, we have such a sort of the supply issue of housing that has really caused uh, a lot of spike in housing prices. And how do we then combat that as economic developers? And I think we're sort of in that gray period where we're all trying to figure out what that that magic bullet is that's going to get us back on track. Um, but we still have 
you know, a huge amount of, of development that's coming in, um, you know, good, like high paying jobs that are coming into the area. Um, and I think housing supply will, will catch up. And there are things that are working on at the state house um, and looking to other communities um, that they're doing in terms of housing that I think will really be beneficial. Is there someone out there that's, that's doing it well, that, that is a good model that we could look at? You know, I would say um, it on a smaller scale, um, the city of Sedona and Cottonwood have sort of paired up together and hired one person to, to develop housing um, from a, a city perspective to work on housing issues. So that sort of um, like cost sharing and sharing of community resources, I don't think we've really seen in Arizona before, but it's such an interesting and cool model. Um, you know, sort of what would happen if Tucson would join forces with Phoenix and really like both try to solve the housing issue? Or can there be some joint resources that we all sort of rely on? We're all having the same issues, um, you know, across the state. So how can we sort of best um, work on policy, but also um, administratively figure these things out as we go? Yeah, I know 20 years ago we were having issues with uh, uh infrastructure and, and how it was sort of broken yeah. out from community to community. We came up in, the, in this part of the, the state with the regional transportation authority. Mm-hmm. That, that was a regional look at that. Maybe we need like a regional housing authority. And I know that's not, it's not a perfect model, but it certainly has accomplished a lot of what the goals were 20 years ago. Yeah. It's a, yeah a, economic development is not a team sport. is what everybody will say. And yeah, that collaboration and especially on a regional level is, is vitally important as we move forward. Well, Carrie, we are towards the end here, and I just want to open it up if there's any events coming up in southern Arizona that, that would be open to the public or or education opportunities or, or can members of the public join your organization, or is it specific for uh, government employees or organizations that do economic development? No, we are open membership. Um, we do have sort of two levels. So we have like an economic developer level and then sort of the private side. Well, we also have elected official level. So um, membership is open to anybody that just wants to come in and have a conversation around economic development. All of these issues that we discussed today are things that we discuss, um, you know, on a weekly, daily basis um, within the organization. Um, we have a number of committees that are doing amazing work. Um, and one of them is the Southern Arizona Committee. Um, so they have a lot of mixers down in that area. Um, they work with a lot of um, organizations within that area as well to point on joint programming. Um, so definitely get involved with the, the Southern Arizona Committee if you want to join our organization. It's a good group. Um, in August, they're going to have a big DEI discussion around economic development. I'm really looking forward to, to that discussion down there. Um, and then um, we are also starting our um, AZED Pro classes up again. So in the end of June, we're having marketing and business development class, and we're doing a lot of hands-on, like this is how you put a video together and edit it to promote your business or community, um, those types of uh, like hands-on training. Um, so a variety of different things that you can get involved with. You can get involved as much or as little as you want, um, but really just sort of sharing good information like we want to hear from everybody you know there's not a specific type of person that we want in the organization it's just um you know the best ideas forward um so very open and and you know we'd love to have anybody that wants to to come join us and all that information i found on your very uh expansive website aaed.com 
wonderful. Thank you. And, uh, and go ahead. as always, you can reach out to me at any time. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, happy to, to talk to anybody um, down in the, the Tucson area. Well, Carrie Kelly giving uh, art history majors hope in the economic world. <laughs> and pre- appreciate you uh, moving from California to Arizona. And, and from what I know, doing a fantastic job. And, and I thank you for your time today. Thank you. It's been awesome. That was Carrie Kelly. She's the executive director for the Arizona Association of Economic Development. And again, it's a statewide organization, but they were here in Tucson for their uh, recent conference and and had a nice tour of our urban area along the streetcar. So we wanted to uh, touch base with her and get a sense of how things are um, progressing as we pulled through this uh, pandemic and try to get back into uh, an economic development footing. And I always appreciate uh, when busy people take time to share stories with us. Well, my name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Well, as always, when you're getting your swag on, take a look at all the cool shows that we have here for you on Downtown Radio. We have Monday through Saturday a really good rock mix, and then here on Sundays they open it up for talk shows like Hours and Words with Work, or, uh, Words and Work uh, with Ted Przelski, which follows us, and then Ty Logan at the top of the hour. Then we get into more music in the afternoon, and of course Sundays start off with uh, Mr. Nature, Little Leaf Radio, DJ Bank. Self-described musical bum, but the man is anything but. He is a musical genius in my mind. And that is a good way to start your your Sundays, of course. And then uh, we always appreciate that you might stick around after DJ Bank's show and, and catch a little bit of the economic, cultural, and social events happening here in the urban core uh, next week, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Children's Museum. Haven't had them on the show after five years. I think it's about time we hit this downtown icon. And uh, today, I'm going to leave you with a little music from a group called The Strike. This is off of a, a 2017 album called Faint of Heart. And in honor of our topic today, the title of this song is Economics. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more life along the streetcar.